0: The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised.
1: this is honestly for the wolf and bull podcast
2: transcontinental it
1: really is and you know first off i just gotta welcome our listeners you know it's a it's wonderful when we have you guys tune up uh, and show up and, and tune into our episodes and we have a wonderful episode in store for you uh this is your friendly neighborhood wolf speaking and sitting across from me perched majestically on his metaphorically physical hill is
2: metaphorically it's always been real well, the bull. The, the bull, bull is, is sitting here. across yes, from me. Is. Yeah,
1: he is. And what a wonderful day. And boy, oh boy, you know, our podcast is going to be so exciting today. We have our first, not currently in the studio with us, but in our hearts just the same, across the pond guest, Ian, a.k.a. the host of You U uh, podcast, doing what would technically be amounted to a swapcast cast with, with us today.
0: Yeah, Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's a, of it's a pleasure of... of uh, you know I've been looking forward to this one um Chemtrails has been a show that I've wanted to do and I've been asked to do recently as well so this is a first for me and obviously with with experience and talking about things you'll only get better but um oh, yeah. I'm really excited to come on and and do a swapcast with you guys I'm always happy to to build relationships with other podcasters that are in the same field whether it be people who agree or people who disagree it's it's always it's always fun
1: Yeah. And I have to say, I really appreciate that about your podcast. I think that that's a, a breath of fresh air. In my opinion, there's not enough conversation going on when it comes to people who, you know, maybe not even differing views, but have like adjacent views or views that are, you know, relatively
2: compatible
1: or maybe even not.
2: A lot of the podcasts you listen to today or or videos you watch are an echo chamber. You know, Mm -hmm. they're, Mm one cadre of, of people or one group that all believes the same thing and they're all tightly aligned and it's, it's interesting and it's good informationally, but it's always better to hear kind of not necessarily opposing views but at least tangential views to mm-hmm. this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Ian, would you
1: prefer that I refer to you as Ian or, or, or Baram? Bar- uh, bar- I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay. I'm glad. Well, you, this you, this was, is
0: you're sort actually,
2: of an animal podcast. So, yeah. you, you know. Okay, I'll, actually,
0: I'll, one of the first ones that said it right, it's Baram U. You. You're right. Most people say Baram Ue. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> the, re- the reference is, 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 I don't know if you remember the film from the nineties, Babe, with the pig that, that pig Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. A, sheep, a sheepdog. And remember at the very end of the competition where the, the pig goes to competition and the sheep won't budge for him. So the sheepdog runs back to its own farm and says, look, he, he needs help. And the password is you. So it's I like, it. I uh, thought it's fitting because it's the password of the sheep. So uh, I love it. I'm
2: glad you brought that up because that's, that's, I was going to ask that question. Like, where did he come up with this name? Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So we, you know, before we jump in chemtrails, which is the topic today, we're going to, we're going to discuss
1: a little, uh, in depth, a little, a few other things as well, like uh harp and uh, and the birds aren't real <laughs> conspiracy, oh, yeah. which will be fun. But, you know, Ian, we'd love to know Why'd a little laugh bit more. That
2: um, Why did you even laugh about the wolf? Or, <laughs> what, the birds? birds not being real. I can't believe you even. Chuckle. I want to make sure that people are watching don't catch on to me. You okay. know, I,
1: yeah. I believe they aren't. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's, uh, I absolutely love the origin story of that. You know, I would love to know how you originally got into podcasting, you know, a little bit of ba- mm-hmm. background on, you know, where your interests lie there for our listeners. That way, you know, uh, people can utilize your information, entertainment and resor- as, as a resource down the road. Awesome.
0: Um, well, it's always my favorite story to add. And I'm sure my listeners are sick of me telling this story. But <laughs> for your guys as, uh listeners, I uh, went on a kind of a self-educating uh, journey. Like I, I was fed up listening to music at work, you know, the same yeah. 10 songs on repeat. And some guy that I was working with said, why don't you start listening to podcasts? So I took an interest in politics, first and foremost. Uh, that was the time of the independent vote with Scotland leaving in England, and then it was mm-hmm. Brexit. So I was kind of developing my worldview on politics. And then I got into philosophy, which I, I still have a strong, I like a soft spot for. I think it's really benefited me when I've gone into conspiracy theories. When you debate people, I think you can... I take a lot from my background in philosophy because a lot of the arguments we see in, in politics and, you know, with the, the way the world is with like the SJWs, the liberals and mm-hmm. like the, just the arguments, the cognitive dissonance, you know, like, uh, for example, my body, my choice is okay for, um, abortion argument, but not mm-hmm. for the vaccine argument. So when you look right. into like philosophy, you, you can de- deconstruct that argument just by saying that, like it, it's, it's really stood me in a good stead. And then the conspiratorial side of me was I was at a house party one night and this guy came up to me and told me that he believed the earth was flat. And I had never, I, everyone knows about aliens. We all see the UFO shows on TV late at night and everyone knows about the nine-eleven one. 11 one. But the, the vast majority of them I'd never came across. And then this guy tells me that people believe the earth is flat and I'm 30 years of age at this time. And I'm going. Why have I never came across a flat earther or this online? I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Like I've never seen it. So that's what started me down the rabbit hole, and it's gone from flat Earth to JFK to nine eleven. To I'm my favorite stuff is like the 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 cult stuff, the skull right. and bones, Illuminati, Freemasons. So I kind of like doing that. But um, I'm a, I'm just a bit of everything. That mm-hmm. I'm not as. Uh, consistent as maybe you guys are or some of the people that i follow where they're blasting out episodes once a week um but i am very active i'm on pod being a lot in the chat rooms and if there's any show that um i feel i've performed well in or that could be useful i'll ask the 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 person to send me it and i'll publish it as like a swap cast or whatever but i i am you know i i need to get moving with with some of the more more bar i'm yeah
1: well i mean i love that insight i think the the Most incredible thing about that, in my opinion, is that you went through a journey that led you to, you know, your podcast and talking about these topics. And my journey just resulted in me being bored. (laughs) Which, You know what? I think they're both they both have value in different ways, but I like yours a lot more than mine. Don't let the wolf (laughs) fool you
2: here because he's not just bored. He, He is on a journey as well. If you listen to a few of our podcasts, you can. You can feel the thread of him learning. I'm soul searching. Well, you yeah, are. Yeah, you're soul searching, and into philosophy quite a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. psychology and philosophy, it and is. you know, as as you said, Ian, the rabbit hole, man, it's deep. Yeah, it hmm. is deep, and there it all, is wild. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. but it's fun. And and the interesting thing about conspiracy theories in general is that when time goes by and you start looking back at some of these things some of the stuff people thought was completely ridiculous and had no credence at all Mm. in our world today. Yeah. eh, I don't know. There's a lot of edges of truth around this stuff, whether they're whole cloth correct and true. Probably Mm. not a lot Mm. of the time, but there's always something real in there. Look, if you had
1: told me in 2018 that we would have all collectively decided to stop everything for a few years, for the thing that must not be named, I would have laughed in your face. Just saying, just saying. That, that's I'm alluding. I don't want to obviously, don't want to get that taken even down. I, I Did anything happen? Did happen at
2: all, or is was that, it part of the Matrix? Does anything know. ever happen? That's the real well, question. That is,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's go ahead and jump jump right in. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start the episode off with a uh, with a quick little monologue. I uh, I just I. Reason being because I love hearing my voice. And so (laughs) I'm going to jump right into it. And uh, (laughs) after that, we can just open up to discussion and really dive into this chemtrails topic. Because this is something that I've been aware of, but I have not ever dove into as deep as I did in the few hours that I spent doing this. And now I'm a a believer, honestly, with everything Uh, that's happened. You know, there's a lot of logic in, in
2: this particular subject.
1: And what's funny, and we'll get into this, but what's funny is all the excuses from all the people who are a part of the the ball, the ball, the <laughs> the ball. Uh, they they are all just like oh yeah no it's just uh yeah just don't don't really use the logical part of your brain go ahead and just ignore all of that and believe what we say which is great but anyway we're gonna dump jump right into this monologue It's currently 1996. Baggy jeans are in style. Macarena by the uh, Los Del Rio, the Bayside Boys remix, is somehow the number one song on Billboard magazine's top 100 songs of 1996. Prince Charles and Diana, Princess of Wales, got divorced, I believe it was in August. Nintendo released its N64 in Japan, and mad cow disease hit Britain. What an interesting (laughs) series of events from 1996. I think they're all related. Oh, probably 100%. Uh, So you happen to look at the sky and boom, contrails behind planes appear. You've never seen them before. They linger and they're strange in color and it sticks in your mind briefly as you drive to McDonald's, the only restaurant to power the United States in its entirety in the mid to late 1990s. On an included in the monologue side note, I actually checked this out (laughs) and researched this and it, the fast food joint, which was most popular in 1995, was Starbucks. McDonald's was in 1997. Apparently, 1996 just was, as I like to say, removed from the anals. <laughs> I know it's an else, but I'll say anals uh, of history. And so, uh, you know, I guess the people in 1996 were removed as well. Um, and, you know, the article itself was titled the most popular fast food the year you were Born," So someone had to put that together. Uh, but again, in 1996, the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. The Yankees won the Baseball World Series. And the world had a collective stroke deciding to hold the Summer Olympics in the sweatiest summer place of all time, Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia, resulting in, yes, you guessed it, the USAF letting the cat out of the bag by publishing a report on controlling the weather sparking the minds hearts and souls of conspiracy theorists everywhere the idea
2: of chemtrails was born very nicely done wolf thanks thanks very nice yeah well done i had fun fun putting that together (laughs) sometimes (laughs) it's
0: good to provide context of the time surrounding the conspiracy i think a lot of them what i've tried to get into especially the moon landing one i have no idea what was going on in the 60s but it's like for someone like me to go back and, you know, get some references to what was going on. It it really helps.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So now, a few minutes ago, you said you were in your thirties, early thirties, right? When you were kind of doing this journey of self-discovery. Yeah. So, what is that that pin you at now? About thirty. Oh, I'm thirty-four. Yeah, thirty-four. 34. Yeah. So, so well, I'm like I don't even want to tell you how old the bull is. The bull is the bull is of an biblical gener- time. Biblical, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm a, I'm a boomer, baby boomer. Now, thirty-four. Let me see. Uh, Wolf and you are both of the. Is that the same? I'm 30. Well, I know, but is it the same generational thing? Because uh, there's there's 80, definitely 88. Yeah. So there's yeah, definitely a, a viewpoint that a certain age group has on stuff. Why like, can't I mean? Why
1: wouldn't we? I mean, think about it. Uh, like, so this is something that I'm sure you've you've heard us harp about uh, harp on Ian. Uh, I specifically harp on it. You know, the spread of technology has. Blowing all these things up to such a high degree that I would argue it would be impossible to find someone anywhere on the planet that does not have some opinion or belief when it comes to anything conspiracy related. It's
2: either some opinion or no opinion. In other words, their entire life revolves around other people's opinions and just nodding their head. Yes, or. Mm you know, mm-hmm. putting a check mark beside something or putting a square on, on their Facebook or whatever the case may be. Yeah. 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 But, Which is interesting. But
1: oh, that always, I, I wouldn't say it bothers me, but it makes things really boring. You know, I like to have discussions with people that are insightful as opposed to just regurgitation of, you know, hot topic yeah. positions. Um, but yeah, so chemtrail is definitely something that I think a lot of people are aware of. And, you know, during my research, I found that there are, There's a vast spread of opinion on this uh, and all of it tends to be either one way being from like the government saying, you know, don't believe any of it. And the other way being it from people saying, believe all of it. And I think that I find that
2: particularly interesting. If the government says don't believe any of it, we should we can automatically believe it. Yeah. I mean that's <laughs> yeah. kind of the thing, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. So what so Ian, what's your position on this? Just officially, before we dive into
1: any of the research, what where where would you align yourself with with chemtrails specifically?
0: Um I well, I have a little a bit of reference I've wrote down here. My introduction is I, I do remember in the in the midnight well, you're saying ninety-six, so maybe it was ninety-six. Mm-hmm. I specifically remember playing football with my friends out in the fields and after the game lying down, staring up at the clouds and seeing these these planes with a straight line of s of, of smoke or whatever it is at the back. And we all just used to like talk about it. Like, what is that? And I up until I heard about chemtrails, I assumed it was like rich Rich people with like jets that could <laughs> go at super speeds, because clearly to me they weren't passenger planes because not every plane had these straight lines of smoke, so that was just the way I thought like versus a young age, it's like well, they're different to them, so yeah. what is that and I just put it down to maybe some rich people that could afford these planes and were just cruising on a on a Saturday or a sunday afternoon um but then obviously, once I got into conspiracies and and uh for me, it, the main piece of information, the confirmation piece that everyone, well, I certainly look at is the John Brennan uh, director of the CIA mm-hmm. admitting it. So for me, I am, I, I always use a percentage to d- explain where I am on a conspiracy. And I'm 95. This is a definite for me. Oh, that they are spraying okay. the sky. Um, it's, it's, for me, it's, this is not a conspiracy theory anymore yeah. um, because they've confirmed it so much where the 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 grey area is, is is what they're actually doing right, by, right exactly. by, by spraying the sky and what are the methods and and what are the causation of of what they're doing that's the grey area for me yeah
1: yeah i would i would probably say i'm uh, prior to the last few years Ian, i would probably say that i was at the like 10% level of like meh maybe maybe not i'm probably at the 80 percent level now and it's not because of my two hours of research late at night drinking alcohol you know determining that this is what i'm going to talk about is merely because of the last few years has been an absolute cluster when it comes to decision making and just odd
2: things by the way ian he's saying late at night drinking alcohol and i just watched him take a big guzzle of oh yeah of it's 956 right it is 956 <laughs> and
1: i'm drinking a raspberry sour that's how we do things in arizona
2: <laughs> how about you how about you Bill? Where, where do you find yourself on this you know i've always been kind of a 50 50 guy on all these and you know i what i what i tend to to see with a lot of these conspiracy theories is people gather up some some information that can be construed or twisted or or spun in a direction for or against these kind of things yeah and then they they kind of dive into it very emotionally Mm. because they're tied to it. Somebody, you know, personally is involved with this or, or they're just so anti-government that they believe this, this, and this. And, and uh, you know, I, have you know, history tells you if you read a history book about any of the wars or any, any different kind of uh, conflicts between different, whether it's nations or groups or banks or all the different things we could talk about in the world today, there is always someone that has come up with a way to circumvent kind of, uh, normal methods, normal processes. And so I don't put anything by our governmental agencies. I mean, everybody knows, you know, DARPA, DARPA has come up with more experiments over the course of time than, than I don't know any other agency, probably, probably the, the UK, started all this. So we've got to blame you and your, your, whoa, 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 no, no, we, we blame, we blame the Brits. That's where
1: we can lie. We blame yeah. Britain.
2: There you go. Well, that, that works for me, but, but, uh, I, I'm no longer 50, 50. I'm kind of, kind of with you, Wolf on this is, is that some of the stuff I've seen over the course of the last three years, and I've always been jaded about certain things, especially mm-hmm. in the business world. But, the The way people have turned everybody psychologically into freaking lemmings yeah, has told me that these, a lot of these things are true. Now, uh, Ian, you made a great point though. The, the question isn't whether something is actually happening. The question is why mm-hmm. the methodology, what is it really for? And then you could take the, the idea that, that you know, they're trying to protect you against, you know, uh, um, sun flares and things like that, or, or they can, or you could take, the the further position that they're they're you know when you were laying in that 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 field looking up at the sky you were you were getting hallucinogenics rained down on you right so you can take all those positions and well he
1: s- he saw epstein in the plane oh, i yes, mean that's, 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 that's right. what it was that was flying was, to was, the pedophile was, island that's exactly what it was <laughs> yeah. yeah that that honestly yeah that's what really pushed me over the edge i don't know if you saw that documentary on jeffrey oh, yeah. epstein but when they went into uh, his egg shaped appendage i i immediately switched on so many things because i was like how is it that we don't know if this guy killed himself but we know what
2: his appendage looks well you know like? who else was on the plane right oh so many it was people. The so prince people. which one was it char was it charles uh, Andrew. Andrew. Andrew, thank you, yeah. thank you. I was going to get wrong too. Oh, God. oh, what an American thing to say! Not, not, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You know,
1: I've been to Scotland, Edinburgh specifically. I absolutely love yeah. it there. So I, I, I say there's a little bit of kinship. I'm actually Irish. I know we have a history. And he's wearing a kilt, right? I now. Am, nice. I am, nice. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I actually just specifically wear kilts wherever I go. Uh, we did leg day this morning at the gym, and I was wearing a kilt. It was really awkward <laughs> for everybody. Um,
2: but <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was a maybe it was, a good it was thing. awkward for everybody because you. You did it true Scottish style oh, yeah. with the. With oh, the yeah. Belt, you know? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the only way to do it. The only oh, way good. to do it.
1: Um, but yeah, no, I I think that that is a uh, it, it definitely it's it's insightful, especially, you know, bolts back to your point of how, how much the last few years have shifted some people. Now, I want to preface this for our listeners. I am very cautious on some of the things that I believe wholeheartedly and some of the things that I can say has some credibility here. And when it comes to chemtrails, I think there could be some credibility. Now, I happen to be a little bit of a masochist. So I want to start on the negative Nancy side of things, specifically with an organization, an uh, organizational research group out of Harvard that has a very, very opinionated position on chemtrails. Now, this organizational research group, uh, specifically David Keith, I'm looking at you, David. Uh, I don't know what you had. What what uh, power you had with your writing from uh, from Harvard, but specifically, you were very opinionated, apparently, uh, and. I'm just going to quote some things from the website. Uh, He specifically says, chemtrails refer to the theory that governments or other parties are engaged in a secret program to add toxic chemicals to the atmosphere from aircraft in a way that forms visible plumes in the sky somewhat similar to contrails. Various different motivations for this alleged spraying are speculated, including sterilization, reduction of life expectancy, mind control, and weather control. And these goobers over at Harvard also decided to vary poignantly state we have not seen any credible evidence that chemtrails exist if we see any evidence that governments were endangering their own citizens in the manner alleged in the chemtrails conspiracy we would be eager to expose and stop any such activities really (laughs) really you would hmm we should ask john hopkins what
2: their opinion is on that because uh, the last few years they've been pretty back and forth on on actually i think that statement is is kind of hilarious when you when you even without the context of the last few years, we would we would know if somebody was endangering oh, yeah. its own citizens, and yeah. we'd do something. About oh, it. really? Really? Yeah. Come on, now. The only way I can imagine the person writing this is
1: like in the most Chad bro way. Like
2: we would totally, totally, <laughs> totally
1: see this coming, bro. Like honestly, like we're so up in arms <laughs> against any endangering against the citizenry of any country that we would definitely blow the whistle on this one fam but honestly we don't see anything that's how i imagine it and i'm pretty sure it's accurate you know mm-hmm. that's just my position on it yeah, yeah it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well so, so what are your guys thoughts on that you think do you think harvard or specifically the educational industry you think it should be trusted in this category
0: not at all uh for me it's like where there's money there can always be corruption um and that that's another thing a lot of skeptics uh i had a, a couple of skeptics on my show and we kind of debated around all these conspiracy theories and we came to the conclusion that they believed in corruption whereas i believe in like conspiracy for a greater cause so they're just thinking it's men in suits making decisions based on their money and their pockets and their well-being mm-hmm. um and and to me i i see that as a win because even that should wake people up And that's basically what a conspiracy theorist job is to do, or if there is such a thing is to spread this information, get it out there. And, you know, we all just want a better way of life. And Mm -hmm. this is like, probably like as I'm researching chemtrails, which I've never done before, although I knew about it, I'm realizing how much it really does affect our lives Mm -hmm. uh, on a daily basis, even. And, it is actually really important. Like if you was to put the top 10 conspiracies of which ones are like the ones you really need to wake people up about, I would have this up there. Um, And it, it seems that I think a lot of people do know about them. It's just the, the way we are, we're, well, we're so demoralized mm-hmm. that we just allow this stuff to go on because ah, what the hell we'll be dead soon. Kind of. Well, attitude.
2: It's it's one of those things that's Ian that's right in front of our faces all the time. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't seen them? Right. Mm-hmm. and and of course you know over the length of like you guys' lives this this has been a commonality you've seen it all, almost all your lives yeah yeah and for for me you know, I didn't I didn't look up and see those things at all well, for I a just, long time. I just know,
1: yeah. like when I was younger, learning about flight and aviation in school, I saw all the photos with Wilbur and, and Orville, <laughs> right? And they had the chemtrails coming off the planes. <laughs> That's right. Like, well, here's my my thing is I, I would probably align in my position of saying some planes are probably… You know, maybe some sort of atmospheric pressure or well, water I mean, condensation, it, some. That's condensation.
2: Trail. And then contrails, the other ones, right? the other so, ones, maybe not so well, much. And well, e- but you think about this a second. OK, contrails are real things. Yeah. Condensation trails. But that, but the, the reason they happen is because you're going through something with either more or less uh, temperature between yourself in the plane itself, certain altitudes, certain uh, wind directional stuff. There's atmospheric pressure differences. Mm. All those kind of things can create uh, water droplets, right? But, starting to but sound they don't, like say. David
1: Keith. You're starting to sound like yeah. David, David Keith. Right now. you're the, the research guy. <laughs> no, hey, uh, wait my, a second. My point is, is
2: there can be both. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can yeah. have, you can have, but the the big thing that that pushed me over the edge and and put me above that fifty percent I talked about is is the length of time these things stay in the air. Mm that's what you see You can I, you can see planes going back and forth and they're up there a long time. These, these chemtrails.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I actually have this written down. I'll, uh, if you bear with me, I've got the five reasons that chemtrails are not contrails. Number one, visibility of trails on satellite photos, the massive water vapor can, contained in a standard contrail would be tiny and certainly would not be observable from 150 miles up in the sky. Number two, Time uh, time of trail persistence. Vapor trails from aircraft should never persist for more than about two minutes, even in ideal atmospheric conditions. This is clearly demonstrated from various time-lapse footage. Number three, irregular pattern of appearance. The frequency of appearance of trails does not bear any noticeable relationship to the levels of civilian aircraft. Number four, number of trails seen simultaneously at a given time. It is not possible to have such a high level of civilian or military air air traffic, even during an exercise, which would generate the observed number of trails. On heavy spray days, the sky is filled with lines through. On other days, the sky is clear. So basically, does the airport just close on certain days and no, no planes, you know what I mean? Our skies are clear on certain days, but on others, there's all these grid lines and patterns. And then number five, broken trails in many cases instances of broken trails are seen and these brakes are also persistent if the trail was a contrail that would indicate that the engine had momentarily stopped burning fuel these brakes often look deliberate to make a grid-like pattern mm. and then i've got also note that the exhaust comes from the entire win- wingspan compared to contrails and um, there's various images of planes with no seats inside them just huge tanks that was a that was like a huge moment when i saw those i don't know if you've seen those uh images of the inside of these oh yeah oh yeah have
2: have you guys ever seen um the Big planes, the 747s they have for firefighting out in California and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I, I can't, I can't remember the name of the substance they use, the, the oh, orangish God. substance. Um, I should know it off the top of my head. Agent I, Orange, <laughs> yeah, <I said> maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but, yeah, it really does but, a
1: good job of putting out those fires.
2: You know, those to,
1: aren't to, intentionally started. Wink,
2: wink. Well, that, that's a whole other uh, podcast yeah, right there, guys. Yeah. But but the the whole point is is that you see the to, to Ian's point. Especially with the brakes, whether you're talking about crop dusting or firefighting or whatnot, you know, fire retardant. Well, I know it's fire retardant, but there's oh. a specific name nah, for that's it. Too much. But, but anyway, any event, you see that same thing. Foscheck, it, Foscheck, that's what it's called. Yeah. check. And and when the, these planes are flying over, you'll see them do a release, and this broad spectrum of stuff falls out, and then there's a break, and then they'll circle around and release again. It's just, it's the same type of thing you're talking about, Ian. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, just to give some context about the negative Nancy's from Harvard and uh, my very suspicious co-host, who sounds like one of them now. <laughs> mm. uh, interestingly enough, the this organization from Harvard, surprise, surprise, uh, is a particularly interesting group engaged in something called albedo modification. And not to be confused with libido, libido, libido modification, modification, but albedo. Well, uh, I've which been is, wanting
2: to participate <laughs> in libido
1: modification <laughs> for very long time. you have. Yeah, biblical times is what we talked about, right? (laughs) Uh, So, which absolutely not in any way is at Chemtrails. Another uh, wink, wink there. Um, So, quote, we work on theoretical proposals for combating global warming called solar geoengineering or albedo modification. These are technologies that might enable people to add materials to the Earth's atmosphere to reflect a bit more sunlight back to space, partially masking or reducing the climate change, the climate change, not climate change. Change, the climate change due to accumulated greenhouse gases isn't that basically admitting that what they're doing is a form of chemtrail
2: kind of right there right it's it's the government would never do that but we're doing it i don't yeah. i don't i mean well they're harvard we have to trust what they say oh god <laughs> yeah and, uh, they continued uh basically stating that
1: it's in its early stages, and if it were ever tested, large quotes around that, at large scales, or implemented, it could involve physical risks and would raise a range of serious social, political, and ethical issues. Uh, we are confident that there is no currently active program to actively <laughs> test or implement albedo modification outdoors. I can, uh, This is hilarious. Uh, we are now in we are not now involved in outdoor experimentation, though we are indeed actively developing proposals for field experiments. This experiment uh, will proceed only if it is conducted in a fully transparent and public manner and only if it passes a comprehensive independent safety review. The experimental plans, operations, and results will be publicly available and freely usable no patenting patenting so they're
2: they're basically you know saying what we're doing says it. about that shit yeah that's what it is yeah. Bullshit. that's a good take and you know it's it, <laughs> it totally it, it it's you know what i'm convinced of guys i i'm absolutely convinced that there there is a threshold i don't know where it's at there's a threshold of the cabal that you mentioned earlier mm. there's a there's a point in which you become part of and a point in which you fall below that line and if you're below that line you're expected to ingest this bullshit mm. like it's it's you know lunch
1: well it's the ppc it, it's the pedophile party club we're not in that God. so so oh so they they are in it and they can keep all that information to, like like what uh, what's his name schwab uh klaus, klaus, schwab. klaus schwab klaus schwab can keep all that information to himself they're not
2: hiding the ball anymore
1: At all? Well, I mean, it depends on what context. Well, they might be hiding some kind of. Yeah, it depends on what context, but
2: yeah, I I don't know.
1: I think this is like from Harvard, basically them stating uh, that chemtrails exist. And uh, for our listeners, the pot—we're done. We're done.
2: The podcast is done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we've determined it's finished. Um, but yeah, it's that's just fascinating to me that they come so out and say, "Ian
2: that. went to a hundred percent. You went to hundred percent. No, eighty, eighty, <laughs> I mean, eighty. Oh, 80%. Oh, you, no, you just went to a hundred. Oh, well, now, well, yeah, I guess, yeah.
1: yeah now I'm, I guess, I'm I guess me yeah. too. So yeah. Well, cool. Well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I. So why
2: is 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 the reason bundled up in what these Harvard guys are saying? Well, here's the thing: is this really a climate change issue? Is it is it that that dang thing that's that's overwhelming the entire world and everybody mm. seems to be wanting to to modify the climate. I mean, yeah. is is that what's is that what's really going on here? Is that about these chemtrails are about?
1: Well, Ian, maybe you can answer this for me because this is the question I would have for someone who is a little bit more than eighty percent. Is it a major? Outside of unethical, is it a major issue if something like this is occurring for the betterment of humanity? Yeah, or... but the betterment according to who? Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's I, that's where I line is. Like, obviously, I don't like that. I don't think that it's yeah. ethical. I think it's fucked up. Part of my. So, you know, what do you think, Ian? Yeah. So,
0: are you basically saying like uh, if there is. I mean, I don't know your guys' views on on climate change or global warming or whatever they want to to rebrand it as next. Uh, but do, are you basically
2: saying? <laughs> I love that that's I don't like know. Well, maybe we should clarify that real quick. And I, you yeah. know, we're probably on the again. On you know, I like the way you put it in. There's a <laughs> there's a percentage that you got to yeah. put, and that's great because then then you keep it on a sliding scale. You're up a couple percent, you're down. Yeah. You know, and and I think that climate change in general has been going on through the history of our earth. Yeah. And the, the biggest climate changes throughout our history had zero to do with human beings. Zero. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the volcano. Well, it has to do with the PPC, tectonics. the
1: pedophile off. party club, who was well, around They have early. to do with everything. They are the number
2: one <laughs> yeah. conspiracy. Klaus right
1: has there. been around since 41. <laughs> but so, so BC. there's,
2: at least in my mind, there's no doubt that there are changes that occur. Yeah. The question really becomes Is are we the thing that's putting it over
0: the yeah age? and and are and the I, things are, are they at a huge risk that they are that they're saying like oh the, the world's going to come extinct in the next 10 15 years? Oh like, no, no, like way. that kind of stuff. That's that's where I kind of draw the line. It's I mean, everyone agrees, I think. They finally got us here. I was kind of making a joke there. You spotted the rebranding. It's like it yeah. was once the ice age and it's global warming in the eighties and nineties or was it? And then well, it's like, it Al was because Al Gore, he's no longer yeah. popular. So, so he, they so had they to find, rebrand. Yeah. So they finally settled on the one that they, they've they got us all with because nobody can deny the climate change changes. It does. Exactly. It, it does. It's changed throughout time and it will, it'll continue to change. But whether the, the changes is, is a, is a threat to life. Or whether the things that they're going to take away from us because that's coming, like what we've gone through in the last two years is like step one, step two, I believe oh, yeah. is the the climate lockdowns, like where in England they're already talking about a day where we don't drive our cars, and' Same it, here it's, it's it's an option yeah. just now, but then it becomes right, guys, no longer you can drive your cars, and it becomes tyrannical, and what scares me about it is is they the government can be as tyrannical as they wish with climate change because who are you to say that oh the world's going to end in 10 years so you're you're the bad person if you don't comply you know so i think they can use the climate change to be as tyrannical and openly tyrannical as they wish
1: yeah i I would i would align with that you know the funny thing i found when i was doing these this research on this is there was a lot of the people who like stood with chemtrails don't exist kept using terms like unfalsifiable, which I would say the climate change is argument unfalsifiable. is unfalsifiable. Exactly. And, and I would say I probably align, you know, with with bull on this. Like it's climate has always changed. Right. I mean, it's going to change till the end of time. There'll be a time when we all probably live on maybe one mile by one mile. just plot of land in the middle of the pacific ocean it's going to be a a never-ending tower into space and everyone's going to live there it's going to be beautiful it's going to be utopia (laughs) but uh, whether that happens or not I, i think the hyperbole associated with well the world is going to end in 10 years. Uh, I am AOC and I have to come out and say and cry on TV that if you don't listen to me, then you're evil and probably a racist. And uh, and uh, yeah, it's all going to change. And you got to push forward this specific climate agenda that is very, very dense and no one's ever read and does not have any measurables at all this outside goes, of this investment. This goes back
2: to what I was talking about a minute ago. There's this there's this line of demarcation somewhere don't know where it's at but where there's this this group this cabal this this mm-hmm. governmental agency or a world governmental agency that that sits atop this thing and has this this view <laughs> excuse me this viewpoint that they simply know better than us mm-hmm. and you know maybe maybe time will tell that they're right i don't know but mm-hmm. but i doubt it but but the the thing is is they're keeping they're keeping our eyes closed as much as possible or they're trying to close them. Now, the question
1: another this is kind of a, a related question that uh in relation to that cabal, those people that organize all these things, the World Economic Forum, the Klaus Schwab of the world. Uh why now? Is it, uh, it's, can, it's not like, just why now. Is it, there's always been people yeah, trying to have
2: well, I'm not saying power, that. Right? I mean, pa- why is power. it so
1: open now? Is that merely because of spread of information? Hiding
2: in plain sight, man. That's that's what this is. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing everybody's learned over time that you can spin things in a million different directions. And if 50% of the population agrees with you, then you've got what you want because there's always a debate going on and you can march along with your agenda while everybody else is arguing it out on podcasts.
1: Hey, this is the the way to do it, okay? <laughs> well, I agree. <laughs> We are definitely not in any way contributing to what the the climate change supporters would say is pollution by using all of our electric electrical products. <laughs> the net the but net value of our output right now is over nine thousand when it comes to Roadcaster and the lighting. Yeah, and I know exactly. it's crazy. It's insane. But hey, at least we're powered by a Tesla power core. You know, it's great. <laughs> exactly.
0: I, I wonder if it was, uh, I'm sure you've heard this saying about the, the, they created the internet to control us, but then we turned the tables back and now we know more than we should. And they don't like it. Mm. Basically that like there's more and more people waking up. And I, I, I find that's the the biggest uh, probably asset that a conspiracy theorist, especially one with a, with a podcast has to mm. do is, is provide hope to the listeners because I, for one, have had to take time away from this stuff and maybe sit and watch Disney films at night instead of, listening, go. <laughs> to, <laughs> instead of listening to this stuff. Because it does take hold. It, it gets you down. It gets you like I've definitely, you know, sunken in and being a bit more withdrawn and, mm. you know, and, and you do need to br- take a break oh, don't let, it, So Yeah,
2: don't let it get to you like that. No. Like you definitely need downtime. Yeah. You need yeah. escapism. For sure. Yeah. So well, it
1: it could also be, and this is a this is not me being facetious, even though it's gonna sound like it, it could also be the chemtrails because they do <laughs> cause <laughs> there is evidence that they cause emotional distress. And by the way, I uh, later in the notes, and this is this is journalistic integrity one oh one from the wolf and bull. I think I may have found a corollary between chemtrails, the HARP organization or the HARP program, and the Havana sickness. Mm-hmm. I stumbled across that last night. And I think there is uh, some credibility here, which uh, if I disappear and these are my
2: last words. We'll put, <laughs> we'll put it on your stone, your gravestone. He thought he there was credibility. That's here. right. <laughs> well, you, you know, just to, just this one uh, thing to tie into what Ian was just saying, you know, it, the, the information systems today are incredible. And if you think about history and how People in power controlled those that are not, mm. especially when there's only a handful of people in power at any given time, whether it's the kings of a country or a, a council of some kind or a parliament or whatever you want to talk about. They 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 used to control the rest of the people through information, dissemination of information and, and the lack of education, really. I mean, back in, you know, a few hundred years ago, most people did not read or write. It's pretty easy to control people. They don't know how to read or write. Yeah. So now information is out there and it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Anybody can get a hold of it. So now the way you control it is is to uh, spin the information in the direction you want it to go.
1: Which I wish they were better at doing. Honestly, like I it's like
2: very transparent that it happens.
1: It's so well. It's not that it's transparent. It's just so poorly done. Like, I like, it's like, it's like watching. Like, so you brought up Disney a little bit
2: ago. Oh, When I was up, a kid, brought up Wolf's favorite subject, I loved way.
1: Disney when I was a kid. I grew up with Disney and they had fantastic, you know, cartoons that had some really questionable things in them as I grew older and noticed. But at the same time, uh, you know, as time has gone on, the creativity and the level of expression of certain views has gotten, as you said, more and more blatant and also, like more and more poorly executed like look if you're gonna try and it's formula like me just be good at it like i'll, I'll like I'll, I'll do we'll jump into chemtrails in a second but i'll use a a, a a an anecdote that i think is a pretty good one so i was in, in in barcelona a few years ago um and i from the experience because of a certain event i don't particularly like that city I like the people there. I think the city itself, separate from this event, is probably fantastic. The paella I had was great. I uh, traveled to Andorra. It was a fun day, except that I got mugged in the morning. And the thing about getting mugged is that if you don't like get beat up, then you don't really know you were mugged. So maybe I'm not using the best term here. But they saw that I had something that looked similar to a passport. They got it off my body without me knowing. And I was pissed off the rest of the day. And as time has gone on, I look back at that instance fondly. Because they did a really good job of taking the phone off of me. Like I like I, I would have been expert muggers. Yeah. Like they, they, it didn't cause me any distress. Like I just went to my company and said, hey, this phone is stolen. They gave me a new phone. Like they couldn't have okay, gotten into how it. How are you bringing that back around? To uh, my <laughs> whole point being that this pickpocket, <laughs> this mugger, this group of individuals, they didn't cause me any distress outside of the general frustration of that moment. And as time has gone on, I've gotten over with it and I've reconciled. The PTSD is gone. I wish that was that way. You with know, Disney. if it was
2: truly gone, that story would not have come up. No, no, no. Put no, that no, behind no, you. That's no less. Moved that's, on. We, You'd we, have watched the next Disney film. We forgive, but we never forget, okay? So that's the whole point here is that's what I'm making. And by the way, just as, just as a side note to what we're talking about, and we're going side, 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 but, you know, Ian, you mentioned that, that you have to give yourself a break from this because if you go down the rabbit hole too far, you're like, Where, where's, where's land again, right? Mm-hmm. You're underground the whole time. And, and I, I can see that point of view because it can be overwhelming, inundating. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think what we need to hold on to, especially as people that are trying to broadcast our viewpoints out there, is we're doing something that is intentional and positive no matter what side of a particular conspiracy theory your viewpoint comes from or goes to. Yep. This, this, is, this, is, this is a good we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I try to hang my hat on that. When I, when I get down and, and, and talk about, you know, I get into a lot of business discussions in some other things that I do, and it, it can be quite frankly depressing because what you see, and you mentioned it earlier, Ian, there's so much corruption out there. It's almost everywhere you turn, you can throw, throw something in the air, and if it hits someone, they're just likely to be corrupt as they are not to be. And I hate to be jaded that way, but that's been my experience through business life. But if I dwell on that too much, it, it becomes overwhelming. So what I do is I talk about it in this format or others, and I feel like that is my that's catharsis. Yeah. That's, that's my way of getting that information out and, and in some way, shape or form helping others.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, what you're not telling the listeners is that you also have a heavy dependency upon methamphetamines every Tuesday.
2: So <laughs> I yeah. told you not to mention that again. We're here. we here at the Wolf and Bowl. We're all about this. This is this is actually a chem lab. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a chem trail. <laughs> it's a chem lab.
1: Well, it's funny enough, just visually, the the, the bowl kind of looks a little bit like Walter White. So,
2: just, oh, just yeah, that's just, that's true. That just is Give him a
1: little bit of a hat. You give him a hat. The, the look is complete. But, yeah, let's dive back into chem trails. Let's go back to the fun explanation, the explanation that I think
2: probably has more truth than people think it does. Did, did ian did you get your point of view out cuz we you started to say something about climate change and then we went off on a tangent uh, and i don't want to you no
0: know, do you know what it was it's actually a concept that it's just been put on me, on me in the last month or so by someone uh, that i do podcasting with and i think the question you were about to ask was um or forgive me if i'm wrong but like are you saying that if the people that are in the know uh, know that the, the world is at risk of you know extinction or whatever and the risks are real that if they are taking the decisions to maybe depopulate the world is that a, a good you know that sounds crazy to say that but is that the kind of you know it's kind of if you know that the world's going to end unless we get the population down uh, and then you're you're going to Fun things like chemtrails and GMOs and all these other depopulating mm-hmm. tools. Are you actually wrong because you're doing a greater good? I think that's uh, that that phrase has been chosen wisely. That greater good that we keep hearing. Yeah, I yeah. It is, It's it's a it's a, a thought that I don't like to think about for too long because it's not in my blood at all. Like it's basically evil. But y- you can kind of see that that you know I think a lot of people talked about Hitler, maybe having that methodology, like like it's it's an evil they're doing, but it's for the greater good and um the quotes from David Keith even summed that up um you you mentioned him earlier, and he's been blatant enough to say things like, um, this may negatively impact some people, but it's a risk we have to take yeah. and it may it may rain more around the world, but that's a tiny addition to what's already happening. Um, so and then see, Richard Branson, if we manage to fix this, it means we can still use our planes and cars. So,
2: oh yeah, that's you can what's see
0: important. the, the, the yeah. mindset behind these guys. Like they are the, the ones in the know that yeah. I'm not you saying the, the problem 100%. with that
2: mindset though, Ian, yeah. is that they're, they believe they're right. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. believe they're right based on whatever they've decided is right. Not I mean, this collective good thing is, is interesting and we all mm-hmm. have our points of view on what's better and what's not better for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But having someone else make that decision for me is antithetical to being a human being, in my opinion.
1: Well, I I guess – and here's the thing. like, I would probably align in the sense that obviously I I, – just for transparency, I think the depop argument is there's a lot of gray there. And I think that from a rational point of view when it comes to the side of uh, depopulation, I would say it's probably already happening. I mean, we could say that with, uh, you know, the recent change in legality in the United States about a certain thing that has been going on since the 60s. And that is definitely a form of depopulation. You could probably say that about, you know, what is
2: every war that's so so so
1: I'm not to say that it's not happening. I guess my, you know, positing the question of, you know, what if there's a, a, a greater good coming from chemtrails? I would probably add on if if the only thing that happens is an adjustment within climate change and the positive is a net positive as opposed to a net negative, ethically, yes, it's unethical. I would probably say that and probably wouldn't be okay with it. But at the same time, if people aren't dying. And if things like that don't happen, because I would say that people have a habit of jumping both sides of the ship, right? They're going to jump off the far right and say, you know, this is, this is obviously happening and people are going to die 100% and in 20 years, things are going to be crazy and we're all going to be in wars and all that. And that's, could be true, and then the left hand they got people saying, "Well, if we don't do this, we're all going to die, and people are going to be in wars. We're all going to be fighting over water, like in Waterworld, and Mel Gibson's going to be leading the charge." And you, it's, you know, what's the same about both
2: those arguments. They're kind
1: of the, we're all going to die. Eventually. Yeah, That's the so thing. so my observation is if it's in the gray area of we do something. Like, for example, when it comes to electricity, right? Net positive there, in my opinion. You know, the the advancements of electricity as opposed to utilizing fire and candles uh, are pretty extreme and pretty positive. So if it's like that, which I don't know if it is, but if it's like that, then I would kind of be like, oh, okay, well, all right. Not in the sense of like if – and I'm not saying if people die and it becomes that way, it's okay. If people die, it's terrible. So I guess it's like a <sighs> – you know my position is kind of like a my toes in the water but it's not my foot's not all the way in my body's not all the way in does that kind of make sense
2: Yeah well I mean people people will you know come up to a body of water and they'll jump in no matter what temperature it is because they're they're that kind of risk profile type of person and there's yeah. other people that have to test everything out Yeah Now and and we've talked about this many many times and Ian I I use the word incrementalist all the time because I from my point of view things should be thought through strategically move forward, cons- come to consensus on, on doing things and, and not done in the dark. I think they should be transparent mm-hmm. for good or for bad. It, it may be the best thing in the world to, to these chemtrails. It, let's say they, they're, they're blocking sun rays like a lot of people believe and they're reflecting some of this off and it's going to moderate our, our overall planetary temperature to something that's better for the human race for the next thousand years have no idea and nobody will know for a thousand years for sure but let's say that's the truth okay then come out and say it man Mm -hmm. just don't don't just hide it from everybody because all you're doing is my my disbelief in what my government and your government and everybody's government says about things comes from the fact that people hide if they don't hide this stuff if they're transparent about it then I start believing people more
1: Mm. yeah that's a good point well yeah yeah, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's definitely a it's definitely an interesting position to have. But let's go ahead and jump right back into the uh, the the fun explanation of chemtrails. Um, now we'll probably revisit the alternate position soon because I want to flesh that out just a little bit more. But when it comes to chemtrails in depth, you know from the conspiracy th- side of things, uh, it's the belief that long-lasting concentration trails are chemtrails consisting of chemicals and biological agents left in the sky by high-flying aircraft sprayed for nefarious purposes undisclosed to the general public. Now, brief history, uh, chemtrail conspiracy theories began to circulate after the United States Air Force published a 1996 report about weather modification titled Weather as a Force Multiplier Owning the Weather, weather in 2025. Following the report, in the late 1990s, the USAF, was accused of spraying the U.S. population with mysterious substances from aircraft generating unusual contrail patterns. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. I've always, you know, speculated much like you, Ian, you know, why are those contrails in the sky? You know, they're definitely something that people notice and I've noticed in my life. Um, And... Probably a little bit more as we were discussing a little bit ago uh, than, you know, maybe the bulls generation or people prior just because of the advancements in technology. And if this is something that was going on with the USAF, um, then that obviously would be a direct corollary as well. Uh, Now. In 2000, multiple agencies, including the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, NASA, uh, and the NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, provided a multi-agency response to quell the rumors of chemtrails. The USAF claimed in 2005 that the paper does not reflect current military policy, practice, or compatibility. What, what do you make of that, Ian? <sighs> it's hard to
0: i don't know really see when 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 a company comes out and claims it's not true i just think well move on like mm-hmm. it's not something that i would take for for fact i know that sounds to maybe the skeptic we should be trusting these uh organizations but they've lied and lied so many times in the past uh why should we um i don't really have much to add on, on that um yeah but I, I do know that there's there's more examples of them coming out and admitting it and i always use like I, t- I told you guys at the start of the show i like the 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 cult you know the freemasons the the secret society type things and these are karmic societies that kind of i believe that at the very hit, uh, top of the, these organizations and you know, the cabal and the P, what is it, the PSS? <laughs> <laughs> the PBC.
2: The, the, these are
0: members of these cults and they believe in karma. So they do tell us in their own way, whether it's through symbology or, you know, they, they do tell us that they are doing these things. So things like that, maybe at that time, maybe they, they weren't doing it in the way that the conspiracy theorists believed, but it's a, it's a, you know, I just move on from that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and you know, just for, for our listeners, the, the whole idea was really popularized specifically in two thousand four. Uh, the idea of chemtrails with a publication from William Thomas called uh chemtrails confirmed. He basically suggested that normal contrails dissipate, as we discussed a little bit ago, relatively quickly, whereas contrails, uh chemtrails that contrails that linger may have added substances and subscribers to this theory. They speculate that chemical release may be solar radiation management, uh, which, you know, that's kind of sounds like, uh, what was it? Libido modification. Was that what it was? (laughs) Uh, which basically, uh, as just from a, a brief overview, SRM can offset some human induced warming by reflecting solar energy back into space before that energy becomes long wave infrared radiation that can be captured by greenhouse gases. Which, well,
2: yeah, you know, that's real sales for all of time. People have tried to control their environment, their weather yeah. for, for all of human history. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, we we settle in places where there are rivers. We we pray for know, rain. We, we pray, sacrifice. We bodies. pray for rain. We dance for rain. We sacrifice yeah. people. Uh, uh, you name it. We've yeah. done it over the course of time, and in this is in some kind of way is an extension of that. If if we look at it in that in yeah. that viewfinder, yeah. Well, chemtrails also. I, we'll so, go ahead. Sorry. And,
0: can I can I jump back in there and try and make a better argument for why I don't believe this? Um, see what it says. Um, the the use USAF claimed in two thousand and five that the paper does not reflect current military p- policy. Exactly right. right. Yeah. See that. That, that's, how, that's how i think right yep. so if you read these phrases these statements that get put out even today read them and read them for what they actually say look into the words i've got the etymology app on my phone so things like the delta variant and the lambda look mm. into those words so when he when it says there does not affect current well i'm just thinking well okay that's current. but what have you got planned for next week you know and yeah. so just very kind
2: of, precise words they use yeah. on purpose right well they skip they. Skip skipped one when it came to Delta, Lambda, all those variants. They skipped things. the yeah, one skip. that sounded like a Chinese word.
1: Well, hey, whoa.
2: Let's That's be exactly careful. what they Let's did. Let's be careful here, okay? Be you careful know. why. I, because, is God, the PPC going to be listening well, in? Or is, party is pedophile club club <laughs> or the party going to listening in?
1: The children castration party. <laughs> okay. think,
2: well, they did have will, a one child policy. Yeah. This, will, this
0: will probably be a good time to add in. Uh, I've got the, the 50 U.S. Code 1520A uh, is a code saying that restrictions on the use of human subjects for testing of chemical or biological agents and it says a prohibit prohibited activities the Secretary of Defense may not conduct directly or by contract and then mm. any test or experiment involving in the use of chemical agent or biological agent on a civilian population or two any other testing of a chemical agent or biological agent on human subjects. So if it was left at that, you could argue that see, that's it, chem chills are debunked. But then it goes on to say B exceptions subject Looks to <laughs> subject, <laughs> subject to subs sub, subsection C, D, and E, the prohibition in subsection A does not apply to a test or experiment carried out for any of the following purposes. Number well, one, of course, <laughs> any peaceful <laughs> protest that has related to a medical, therapeutic, farm, pharmaceutical, agricultural, industri- industrial, or research activity. That's the part that in the documentary I watch. Holy says. They, they can't spray it unless it's for research, oh, then they can spray yeah. it.
2: Well, that so, makes sense. I mean, just kidding. That emergency me. authorization. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: You should have saw our faces a second ago. We, oh our yeah.
2: Jaws were on the floor. That's okay. awesome research, man. That is. That is. And you're right. It's right in the code. There. People just have to read it. It's. It's like. Yeah. It's like bills that are introduced in. In you know Congress, etc. Mm. There. Here's a five hundred thousand page bill please read it by tomorrow so we can vote on it. You know, I mean, you know, there's, there's the always spark notes, 5,000 page. <laughs> exactly. But that's, that's a really good uh, point yeah. you have Ian, because we, there's always exceptions, right?
0: Yeah, we, we have uh, this has been quite a, a hot topic over the last couple of years as well, where people are doing a lot of research in the UK on common law, Magna Carta, Mm-hmm. And in, in regards to like the law and, and courtrooms and, and the, the language that they use. And I, I love this this topic. I've got an episode on it um, where an example is the word understand, you know, when you get stopped by the police and they're consistently saying, do you understand? Do you understand? To them, they use the Black's Law Dictionary, whereas you guys use the Merriam-Webster, we use mm-hmm. the, the John Collins. Understand to us means, yes, I understand, I comprehend. But in the Black's Law Dictionary, "understand" means I stand under you. I give you the power over me. Um, so this is what I mean. When 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 organizations and presidents and you know groups put out statements, read the wording because yeah. it's very telling. You know.
1: Well, we, I think we did an episode a few like, like 10, 15 episodes ago about etymology changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, so I can, I can totally see that being reasonable. It's always funny that, and, and I think that's the main issue on a side note, at least in the, oh, maybe it's worldwide, but I, from my perspective in the United States, what we're really dealing with is the, as you said, the problems with, you know, dissemination of information and then two sides that are arguing the same thing under different understandings of what that thing means to them.
2: Well, interestingly, what Ian's in talking about here is the legal context around all of these. Subjects. Oh, yeah, it, because that's that's the way these are built. Right. The, these the politicians in the they all have a million lawyers putting this stuff together. Anybody that's ever read a contract to do anything mm-hmm. knows how difficult those contracts can be to, to parse your way through and determine Really, which side of the the you know the sentence you need to fall on? Yeah. So it, that's a very very good point. And and if if they're using a certain etymology for defining understand as opposed to anything else, I mean it makes a huge difference in, on the the rear view mirror side of things when it, when it comes to to deciding the legality of what's going on. Yeah. I mean yeah. we know in the United States that things have happened. What what was the Mk, Mk Ultra, Mk Ultra, and yeah. some other things that have happened over the course of history. That everybody, JFK. Everybody believed at the time because their 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 honest, ethical government told them that none of that stuff really happened, and now we know it all happened. Yeah. So, so why should we believe any of this stuff? Right? Well
1: and that's kind of from uh, them yeah and that's kind of the the struggle that i definitely i have internally and i think a lot of people do especially people that maybe opt out of these discussions um is and as we discussed a little bit ago taking a break because there seems to be this this very wide gap between people who look at the government and believe everything they say wholeheartedly and then people who look at almost everything and say well that didn't happen and i think the the answer from my perspective, it's probably somewhere in the mix, probably somewhere in the middle. Now, granted, as time goes on, I'm probably going to start moving towards the direction of none of that happened because the government keeps doing douchebag things for douchebag reasons. Um, but again, you know, I think chemtrails specifically, on on the note of their effect in society and the environment, you know, I definitely do think there's most likely something occurring. And I know we mentioned solar solar SRM, solar radiation management, and weather modification. Uh, maybe to some degree, psychological manipulation and human population control. Uh, I think the likely case, personally, is probably biological and chemical warfare testing. Frankly, um, now some of the chemicals that you know chemtrails uh, conspiracy theorists claim to ha- be involved in chemtrails uh, include barium, aluminum salts, polymer fibers, thorium, silicon carbide—all which are not very good for you—and. Um, Obviously, this would lead to the trails causing respiratory illnesses and other health problems. Um, and obviously, then uh, we can also go into clouds being seeded with electric, electrically conductive materials as part of a massive electromagnetic super weapons program based around the high frequency active oral research program HARP, which we'll touch on in just a few moments. Um, the interesting thing and we talked about this in our previous episode, Ian, uh, is the death of the mainstream media. Mainstream media does not pay attention to any of this information. They dismiss it outright. And in 2013, for example, when it was made public that the National Academy of Sciences were to receive from funds from the CIA, NASA, and NOAA to conduct research into methods to counteract global warming with or climate change, sorry, uh, with geoengineering, the International Business Times claimed the idea of any government agency looking at ways to control, manipulate, or manipulate the weather will be met with scrutiny and fears of malign conspiracies, which it doesn't have to be
2: malign to be a conspiracy, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just, yeah. So, Ian, in of, of this kind of list or, or something additional, where do you, in your research, where do you think um, this, this chemtrail, because I think we're all in agreement that the, the chemtrail thing is, is happening to some degree and, and for unknown reasons, where, where does your research put you in on this?
0: Well, like an overall summary of what this is. Yeah. Um, it,
2: it, you know, I, my, and I, I, my bias is that this is, this is kind of weather related and blocking sun rays and things like that. And I suspect that's not yours. So I just wanted to get, you know, kind yeah, of where you're thinking. I,
0: I think it's a bit of the mall. I think, um, they do different types the, the grid pattern the, the the well first and foremost i've got here there's 12 new clouds that they're teaching to, to kids in school um so <laughs> so for me that tells me there's 12 different types of of ways of of doing chemtrails or cloud seeding and and i wouldn't be surprised if there was different um reasons why like causalities like what happens when you do a certain type of chemtrail um but obviously with, with the 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 dementia and the Alzheimer's like that's a huge moment red pill moment if you will where I've got written here that in 2016 um dementia and Alzheimer's was the leading cause of death in the UK and it's uh, in other countries it was in the uh, I think it was third in Australia forgive me if I'm wrong but
2: that one actually jumped out at me too Ian because uh when Wolf was talking about the aluminum salts in particular Mm -hmm. And that, you know, there's, there's some associated things with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's with, with um, aluminum Mm -hmm. in the brains of people that they've dissected after, after that dissected. wow i I said you know what i meant yeah Yeah. i mean
0: because i i mean obviously i believe in climate change because we've already established that we all do Mm because the climate is changing but if they're going to come out and tell us which they have done this is why it's no longer a conspiracy theory they're coming out and saying that we are spraying aerosol into the the stratosphere the ionosphere which is aluminum and barium and i'll just add because i love to do this that um the conspiracy theorists like to show that uh, the two-lettered symbol for barium is ba and the two-lettered symbol for aluminum is al so it's Baal, which is the demon uh, and and then you've got cell yeah which, <laughs> <you've> got, <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. And, they, and then you've got the other uh main main thing that they spray is sulfur which is associated with the devil's presence And I know that's just, you know, for some people might not understand, but I do see a strong religious, you know, way the world is. Like the people that run our world, the the real people that run our world are heavily religious. They do believe in Lucifer and and God and all that. So when they're doing things like that using barium and aluminium, it's like, you know, it's symbolic. It's not, I mean, well, there's if, you add up there, the, but...
2: if you add up the periodic table numbers for all those, it comes to 666. Wow. I'm I like kidding. that. I'm I kidding. like that. <laughs> Is it not? Okay. <laughs> 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 you got me? <laughs> but anyway, like,
0: so they're coming out and tell us that they are spraying a layer of aluminium to act like a mirror and to, to, to make the sun bounce back and, and like all in the good for for climate change or global warming. I don't believe that. So I'm mm. going to say it's obviously for another reason, which I believe that those particles are then coming down. We're ingesting them. They're landing in our, our crops, they're landing in our food, uh, water supply. And then you're having all these, um, illnesses, uh, Alzheimer's fatigue, mm-hmm. sadness, uh, anger, like that. There's all these well, I, behavioral I, and diseases I, that were, I would up. add
2: to that. Um, the autism spectrum. Yeah. And you know, I have uh, someone, very close to me that, uh, that has that. And, and he was born in 95, right? Yeah. In 95. I should, why are you that. asking me? I should know that I'm, I'm going, I thought you were going to say me. I was like, this well, is really you know, mean. Bulls have so many children <laughs> that you got to figure out <laughs> any, any event. Um, and you know, the, there's certainly been scientific research that has broadened the spectrum over the course of time, but there's, there's a lot of evidence that, that a large part of, um, depending on which part of the spectrum you're on is autism is, uh, yeah. environmental. Mm-hmm. And here we go talking about this very kind of thing mm-hmm. where, whether it's GMOs, whether it's things in the water system, supply, whether it's the, the drugs that are ubiquitous going down the drain and out into the rivers and affecting, you know, populations, we could talk about all those, but here's one of them that jumps right out at us today on this podcast and that's chemtrails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: have you guys covered Agent Orange? I know you mentioned it earlier and that's we a whole podcast. So no, no, that, that would, would be a good, fun as yeah. yeah. well. I have a list here of like tons <laughs> of uh, government operations dating back from nineteen twenty-three where the US Air Service created a smoke screen. You might have seen that footage because I've seen it plenty. It's just like the a plane goes along and drops smoke and it goes all the way down to the water and creates like a curtain. Mm-hmm. And it was and, and they admitted this. So this was nineteen twenty-three. And since then, you've had Project Cyrus, Project Cumulus, a.k.a. Operation Witch Doctor, Project Skyfire, Project Skywater. Um, Then you've had uh, Agent Orange. So Mm -hmm. there are these operations that that have seemingly became uh, public knowledge now through the Freedom of Information Act. So this is why, you know, when you asked me earlier about government organizations coming out and saying that this isn't happening, it's like, well, you've admitted it. And you've used that technology and you've told us about it so you can't go back and say it's not happening anymore
1: yeah there's a there's a lot of double speak that i've noticed that goes on when it comes to the government specifically and i've got personal friends that are that are have some levels of clearance that i'll keep very close to me and not mentioned in detail um but i I understand that there there is definitely a lot going on uh that most people don't know of and likely never will know of Uh, i'm sure you're probably familiar with skunk work skunk work operations and the creation of you know aircraft that has the ability to disappear on radar well that was going on in the 60s and 70s and we're well past that time so i have to imagine that some of these you know experiments and, and and chemical uh I guess abuses would probably be a good word Uh have continued and will continue into the future. And they're definitely yeah. a, they're fun to talk about and fun to learn about, but also incredibly concerning. Yeah. yeah. I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing is I wouldn't say that all of them, I mean, cause when it comes to like warfare and stuff like that, obviously we need to have to some level of degree, you know, a, upper hand against what we would perceive to be enemies but with that being said it's it's just interesting as you know you were saying a little bit ago bullet they they choose to keep this stuff you know especially on the chemical side of things and maybe even the policy side of things or definitely on the policy side of things very close to the chest
2: Um, they don't want the perception to go the wrong way either and, and how would it go any easy. other way though? You know, well, how no, would think it? about it. It's very easy if if you use doublespeak, and if you have the lawyers writing up everything so that so that they're using the correct verbiage on, on all of this stuff, So they're saying one thing and they're really meaning another. That's what we're all agreeing on here. Yeah. And then they can take people like us that are talking about a quote unquote conspiracy, whether it's a theory or whether it's evidentiary, they can they can point at us and say, ah, they're just fringe. Right, well, and, you know that's that's what they want to do.
1: yeah, well, they can do that, but I mean there's some definite some uh, there's definitely been some pop culture references to Chemtrail, but there's also been some legal and government references that have, as we said a second ago, refer to that double speak aspect. Uh, one of them occurred in 2001 uh, in response to requests from constituents u s Congressman Dennis uh, I want to say it's Kunich kucinich dennis kucinich uh introduced but did not author hr 2977 uh 107th the space preservation act of 2001 that would have permanently prohibited the basing of weapons in space listing chemicals as one of the number of exotic weapons that would be banned Uh, proponents have interpreted this explicit reference to chemtrails um, as official government acknowledgement of their existence. Uh, and I believe I said chemicals, listing chemtrails as one of the number of exotic weapons. Um, skeptics note that the bill in question also mentions extraterrestrial weapons and environmental climate or tectonic weapons. Uh, the bill went nowhere uh, and died on committee, but that doesn't mean that those things do not exist. Just the fact no they mentioned them exactly. tells you they exist. Exactly. And, you know, I think, I think this would probably be a good time to jump into HARP. Because I think I think that's a really good indicator of a very kind of double speak tongue in cheek type of situation where the government's like, this thing exists, but it doesn't really exist. And uh, and I think that would give our listeners a really good view of at least the detail of what chemtrails,
2: you know, I think you're right. We should jump into that. But I I just wanted to mention that that one of the ways to to look at research on, on a lot of these subjects we're talking about is the patent offices, at least in the United mm-hmm. States. We can look at that because there, there are so many conspiracies around the, the billionaires involved with different aspects of these things. The you don't say. Controlling. Exactly. The we 15 that. billionaires that yeah. own all the they major own everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, their, their GDP is individually is greater than most countries. Right. But, uh, you know, there are, there are and always have been things to try to moderate or, uh, affect weather one way or another. There are things where they use uh, sonic cannons to try to mitigate hail mm. out there, and there's there are and you can look at the patent office and find the patents on these kind of things. I've guy I actually got patent numbers down here, but I won't get into that. But there are, in, as far as chemtrails are concerned, there are actually experiments done. These are usually the small planes that have been identified that uh, have technology uses silver iodine iodide to throw into the the clouds to make it rain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, even Bill Gates has been in on this t- talking about trying to, to moderate a uh, hurricane, um, you know, category, yeah. To lower the categories by, by helping, um, ships bring up cooler water from the ocean floor to, to moderate the temperature, of the surface water, thus breaking up the, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff out there that show these things are happening all the time. But don't believe so you're lying eyes. Not, don't exactly. believe you're lying eyes. So do why that. would we not believe this is happening?
1: Yeah. And just go back to watching cuties.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That, uh, well, that's part of the, what was it, PCC? Yeah, thing, the PPC, right? PPC, guys. It's
1: the Pedophile Party Club, okay? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you got you make a good point there, and I, I think it's so funny uh, at least from an observational perspective, and this is probably where I'm fundamentally incorrect, because I, I liked, we had this long discussion about this, Bull and I, on, on As you always say, possession, we're,
2: positions. we're 100% right, 60% of the time.
1: All the time, yeah. So, I mean, it, I tend align with the fact that people do things for advantageous reasons not necessarily for the purpose of like some deification aspect of things but again there's a lot of evidence to suggest that I'm probably incorrect on that. Uh, um, or maybe it's a mix of both. But with that being said, I do think that your points on bringing up the uh, the patents and the very openly available moves that the government has made available to the public uh, as in, being incredibly credible to particularly chemtrails and some
2: other operations. Well, hell, they're talking on. about UAFs now, like openly. Yeah. Like stuff that when I was a kid... Was in comic magazines, and everybody thought you were an idiot for even talking about an alien.
1: I'm still going back to simulation Hell, they were, theory. We're remember, there the
2: there was a time that I recall very well when people truly believed there probably was no other planets out there. I mean, they really believed that. Yeah, so man, four how was it in four
1: AD? I was going to say it was, that... was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah.
2: You, know, you remember was, the wheel? Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, who do you think invented fire? Come on now. <laughs> god <laughs>
1: uh but yeah so just i, I don't know it's just it's, it's interesting food for thought it's also you know stuff that'll keep you up late at night um and harp i think is one of those things that also will keep you up late at night now i don't know how familiar with a migraine yeah, or more than that i don't know how familiar either of you are uh with the high frequency active oral research program Um, But this is something I came across while researching climate change um, that people say ties into the mind control, psychological manipulation aspect of chemtrails. Why did I say climate change? Of chemtrails, not talking about climate change, but maybe it probably affects both. (laughs) Um, So The High Frequency Active Oral Research Program, referred to as HARP, was initiated as an ionospheric research program jointly funded by the U.S. Air Force, the U.S. Navy, and the University of Alaska Fairbanks, uh, and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, referred to as DARPA, uh, designed and built by BAE Advanced Technologies, a British arms security and aerospace company located in London, uh, which is also, uh, surprise, surprise, the largest defense uh, contractor in Europe. Uh, The original purpose of HARP was to analyze the ionosphere and investigate the potential for developing ionospheric enhancement technology for radio communications and surveillance. Basically, it can heat the ionosphere to a very high degree so they can research it and see how it affects radio waves. That sounds
2: very safe, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, Since 2015, it was uh, it has been operated by the University of Alaska Fairbanks, but work on heart began in 1993. It was operational by 1999 and fully completed in 2007 by BAE. Uh, the most prominent instrument at HARP is the Ionospheric Research Instrument, the IRI, a high-power radio frequency transmitter facility operating in the high-frequency AHF band. The IRI is used to temporarily, eh, my goodness, temporarily excite a limited area of the ionosphere. Other instruments, such as the VHF and the UHF radar, a fluxgate magnet. Magn- Magnometer sounds like something out of Back to the Future. Uh, a digisond, uh, which is an ionospheric sounding device, and an induction magnet magnometer are used to study the physical processes that occur in the excited region. Uh, as of 2008, HARP has incurred around 250 million dollars in tax-funded construction and operating costs. That in 2015 they just gave to the University of Alaska Fairbanks because that's what uh, the CIA does—they invest things. They investigate things. They create things that are wildly expensive with taxpayer dollars, and then they just give it to colleges and never use it again,
2: Hmm. quote, unquote. Things that make you go, hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, I I find that to be incredibly interesting because here's the thing, and I'm going to tie this to something called Havana sickness, and I'm sure both of you heard about this years ago, but it, well, you probably talked about it in detail as well, but again, it's, it's something that, was unexplained and still kind of sort of unexplained. But then in February of this year, they were like, oh yeah, well, you know, we thought it was magnetic magne- magnetic waves and now, you know, or microwaves, now we realize that it's uh, actually radio waves. And Harp has the ability to project, I would argue, the effects of their technology hundreds of, hundreds of miles, if not thousands of miles. So, I don't know, just some food for thought there because I think that actually plays a big part in mind control.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting.
0: Yeah. I wonder if that plays into the voice to mind technology. I don't know if you've heard of that. I did a show on Isaac copy um, and he said he was complaining about, he could hear voices and they were being put into his mind in Hmm. some way. Um, I don't know if that's the only reference I've heard of it, but that, you know, there's,
2: there is so many strange technologies out there that that someone is diving into that have to do with the, the the linkage between current technologies and biologics. Whether yep. we're talking nanotechnology, whether we're talking different kind of waves that are already occurring within our brains, or how we can affect those waves from the outside. And harp, you know, I, it, it's interesting that they talk about this exciting the ionosphere in a certain way and using it to create this kind of um, platform to bounce radio waves off and do some interesting things that a government would want to do and a, as far as weaponizing it or communications, et cetera, all that's great idea, but there's always something underneath it. Well,
1: the damn thing can create an artificial Aurora Borealis. Well, well, it can create, it's, uh, it can literally, I mean, come on, that's like, that's magic.
2: (laughs) magic. (laughs) Well, I mean, everything ends up having a different, different, uh, um, uh, ability, right? Even you, you look at medicines and I don't know why this popped in my brain. You guys can decide why this might've popped, popped in my brain, but there was a particular drug that, that was studied years and years mm. and years ago. It was for, is going to be a heart medicine. Oh yeah. And uh, lo and behold, every time somebody popped one of those pills, something happened down another region that was, was, uh, not exciting the ionosphere, but something else. <laughs> Yes. So chronic diarrhea. No, that's (laughs) not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, anyway. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about out there. everybody. So my my point is, is things start off in one direction and they lead to another. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I just think it's funny. I mean, uh, especially from the media aspect of things, because because harp, it's kind of died down over the years. Uh, I mean, people outside of this recent article from, I think it was the New York Times that talked about Havana. Have you syndrome. seen the pictures of that, though? It looks insane. It, it does. It looks like a Orwellian uh, radio factory is what it looks like. Mm. Um, and, you know, when it comes to like mainstream media, of course, they take the most stupid position on things uh they had an article uh, npr specifically had an article that came out uh when you know the cia was thinking about permanently closing down harp uh quote unquote uh titled bye bye to the home of a favorite internet conspiracy theory that's not condescending at all um And basically, they talked about how, you know, the the effects of harp and how it's so powerful and how it's like a radio station um, and how it can create an artificial uh, aurora borealis. Um, And they also said the research has the potential to improve satellite communications and navigation. Sure, it does. Uh, And that uh, the military has used it to study things that they don't talk about, (laughs) Um, which (laughs) uh, just kind of letting the cat out of the bag there. Uh, Literally, and I quote, they said, on occasion, there have been secret experiments. (laughs) uh you can't make this shit up uh many of these involve communication with nuclear submarines <laughs> harp can turn the ionosphere into a giant antenna that can be used to transmit signals somebody underwater. told me
2: the other day that there's a bunch of missing submarines it, you, you, you oh yeah either heard of yeah. that you uh-huh. know, either yeah of you? yeah, yeah ian how about you have you heard of that no no yeah 18 of them i heard mm. were just missing. they're gone they're missing yeah. how does that happen
1: they're just—they've got some interns. They're all sitting military. up at
2: Fairbanks, Alaska. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the conspiracy behind HARP, and I touch on this, but it specifically is about weaponizing weather. Uh, people believe that I can actually trigger earthquakes and even control minds, uh, manipulating our minds through an extremely low frequency of signals, affecting how we think and feel, creating stress, confusion, confusion, psychosis, and the inability to not dance TikTok dances. Uh, it's just—it's wild. Um, commentators and scientists say that advocates of this theory are uninformed because, of course, they are—they're not experts. Uh, as claims may. Uh, made fall well outside the abilities of the facility and not in the scope of natural science. Didn't they say that about a specific medicine released in 2020? Mm. Didn't they say that? Uh, Not in the realms of science. Something along those lines. So what I thought is probably a direct corollary, and I'm speculating here, and I probably could be in trouble with this, but I think Harp may have played a part quote unquote, uh, in the Havana syndrome inc- incident uh, of alleged officials developing a set of medical symptoms with unknown causes experienced mostly abroad by U.S. government officials and military personnel in, uh, I think it was 2016. I think it played a part in that.
2: Mm. Well, there's something going on there. Oh, 100 percent. There's absolutely something going on there. And that's happened in several part several other places in the world. This was mm-hmm. originally found in Havana on U.S., was the it right the mc yep. yeah mm-hmm. and it, i don't know if it was just headaches or if maybe it even ties to what Ewan's talking about these people were starting to to hear voices who knows what was really going on there but what a perfect place to to experiment right yeah. havana
1: why not you can yeah, you can't really the, the officials can't really hold you accountable cuz you're their boss i mean mm-hmm. hr departments and the government oh. <laughs> yeah. sure they don't do that um, so basically what happened behind that is uh, symptoms were experienced in China, New Delhi, India, Europe, and Washington, D.C. Uh, the cause and validity of the illness have yet to be determined, even though it kind of trickled into the microwave weaponry type area. Um, basically a group of experts found that not all injuries to the diplomats uh, injuries to the diplomats and CIA officers could be explained by stress or psychosomatic re- uh, reactions intelligence officials briefed on the panel findings did not say how many cases it had focused on though they said 10 to 20 uh, victims were interviewed they said the panel focused in case in on cases which victims heard strain, a strange sound or felt pressure and then experienced a loss of balance and ear pain in addition the panel focused on cases in which the victims reported the sounds as coming from a specific direction now i don't want to imply that it was you know specifically with all verifiable information harp but it kind of sounds like something harp could do Just from quite a, a distance quite from a Alaska. distance well here's the thing is the company that created harp is a defense company that manufactures weaponry would it be totally implausible <laughs> to think that maybe they took that same technology and made a weapon out of it maybe is that implausible? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is. You're only something there. Maybe. Now, well, well, I thought this was all I thought this was all total nonsense. Um, but it, it's it's doesn't turn out to be because in February of 2022 this year as I mentioned, the New York Times published an article in which they claim the panel now believes it is the the cases were specifically related to radio energy, which is what harp emits.
2: So, you would think it would be localized. So maybe what they did is they kind of developed what they wanted to through mm. this HARP system. Mm-hmm. And they turned it in. I mean, th- there are there are weapons out there we have no idea. There's sonic weapons for sure. You can read about those today. Yeah. There's t- all kinds of laser weapons. Certainly the chemtrails can be weaponized. Think about that. I mean, we can talk about climate change and all this other stuff that that you know uh, or changing the weather in the ionosphere with, with chemtrails, et cetera. I mean, dropping shit on people, chemicals on people, things that change their disposition or their psychology. No or, one's ever done that. We've never, we've ever dropped anything
1: on anyone ever. As soon
2: as we got in the freaking plane, as ever, soon as yeah. Orville and Wilbur were were in flight, they were yeah. dropping shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's just this interesting. Is, this interesting is what
0: I mean by, like, uh, it sounds an awful lot like uh, CERN. I'm sure you guys have heard of CERN. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Who who openly talk about smashing atoms together to create a new Big Bang. And, and harp sounds pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, where's the line? Like men playing God doing things like this, which could have devastating effects for us and probably does. Like even if it's, you know, the chemtrail thing, it's playing God with the weather, playing God with, you know, spraying the skies and, you know, what effects that has. Uh, where where's the line on you know should we just sit back and not explore our technologies or you know because that's what we're put here to do. It's like right technology is a great thing. We've, we've learned so much, but these people that are in charge seem to like have no boundaries, like they well, just I go think, and go yeah. and i who agree cares with you. What and happens
2: yeah the governments have proven humans have proven that there is no line they won't cross. I mean, yeah. if, if you read a little bit about the Manhattan Project and the stuff that was going on at the time the atom bomb was being put together, uh, the, the the first time they decided to try that out, there was true, very deliberate discussion about whether that was going to cause a chain reaction and destroy half the frickin planet. Well, mm-hmm. and, and, and they said, eh, let's try it anyway. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> and you, you know,
1: know, reading about this stuff really makes, puts me in that position of like wanting things like the the Large Hadron Collider to, you know malfunction and create a black hole so we don't have well, to deal with this anymore that's
2: that's been a uh, ian's talking about cern and that's yeah. a, that's that's been a c- concern yeah. for the entire time that thing's been put in position yeah. think about the amount of money put together to have that i don't even remember how many miles it is around that uh, circle and CERN, but it, it, it's a huge 27 kilometers it's a huge collider to what discover a new element and i'm a science guy i love this stuff i love the idea of exploring our technology but i i think there's boundaries i don't know what those boundaries are and we push them all the time and i Mm -hmm. guess the the argument is that if if we don't do them uh somebody if we don't do them here Somebody will do them. So but if again, we don't it's doing kill them in the dark, is the, the problem I have.
1: If we don't accidentally kill humanity, China, Russia, or someone else would do it? I mean, like, all, like, a,
2: a, you know, apparently climate change will kill us all before yeah. any of that. So we might as well experiment with all this.
1: Well, I think we should, we should probably end on a little bit of a lighter note. Um, <laughs> yeah. cause, I, I, cause I, am, I have, I am raspberry. I, I tell you sour what I'm going to do. do after this is I'm
2: going to go watch a Disney film. I'm going to go cry.
1: <laughs> oh man. You, I just, you wake up in the morning and all of a sudden, all the fabric and particles around you start being malip- manipulated. Cause CERN went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh what a monday uh but yeah so i think we should end on the birds aren't real conspiracy because i think that this gives a a maybe a a healthy comedic aspect to this when it comes to conspiracies well, you go laughing about it again i just oh. that that i think is it's if it is real it's hilarious. Okay, so so I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, and I wasn't until I became very involved with the deep memeology of the internet. Internet. Um, so the birds aren't real. Conspiracy is a satirical conspiracy theory which posits that birds are actually drones <laughs> operated by the United States
2: government to spy on American citizens. I guess I should stop uh, shooting those birds in my back. I want it to be real so bad. <laughs> like, well, have you ever looked at actual the drones? Pigeons? They can come out. Yeah, pig, <laughs> well, p- pigeons, the rats of the sky. <laughs> you know, so, oh, no, not pigeons; those are doves. I don't know. One of those two. Uh, anyway. Same doves are not the rats of the sky. It's one pigeons. of them are no in, in like big cities. Pigeons.
1: pigeons, yeah. Doves are like the angelic, like oh, you know, like and he appeared uh, and doves flew. You know, now he's like miracles. He's doing miracles. <laughs> yeah, but uh, obviously, I I would say this one is obviously a joke. Um, the guy who came up with it, uh, he, Peter McIndoe, uh, he created the conspiracy theory on a whim in January of 2017. Uh, he was, <laughs> he saw pro-Trump counter-protesters in, at 2017 uh, in a woman's march in Memphis, Tennessee, and he wrote, birds aren't real on a poster and improvised a conspiracy theory amongst the counter-protesters as a spontaneous joke. Uh, a video of Macando at the march went viral and that birthed the satirical movement. Uh, <laughs> this movement claims that all birds in the United States were exterminated by the federal government between 1959 and 1971 and replaced by lookalike drones used by the government to spy on citizens. I just think that that is raw chef,
2: chef's kiss. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's great. It's, it's yeah. I mean, you know, all these endangered species birds that are coming back so so heavy. <laughs> Man, how do you think they got there just, they're, yeah. they're cyborg birds you know, and these birds would sit on power lines to
1: recharge themselves uh, they'll, they'll poop on cars as tracking methods and the US President John F. Kennedy was assassinated by the government due to his reluctance to kill the birds so I think that that's I just think it's funny it provides levity to the very gravi- gravity Gravitals. breaking uh, aspect of chemtrails and harp and all that jazz
2: you know that that is a, a fun subject, and I could see how you could tail off in a million directions on those. And, and the unfortunate part is, is that's going to get more traction as years go by because you can look up different drones that are creating. Someone's going to size a frick. you got drones the size of little bees and shit now. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it, it's amazing the technology we come up. with. And I'm, I want to qualify something. I'm amazed at what human beings are actually capable of and i'm at the same time dismayed at what human beings are actually capable of yeah. you know that's the problem with what we have today and i i go back to something i said an hour ago transparency man just mm-hmm. just tell us what the hell's going on don't don't treat us like fools treat us like adult human beings that can take a lot of information in and decide for ourselves what's good and bad i mean that's that's what this is about
0: yeah can I I'll add to that see one of the things I say quite often is on um I don't know what like your tv is over there but on a Saturday night or a Friday night you know that was the night that everyone stayed in to watch the tv the entertainment and it's just drivel it's just oh, it's demoralization mm-hmm. uh, you know reality tv shows big brother whatever you know the Britain's got talent or America's got talent why don't they stick on like a uh, you know we've all been debating about you know what's been going on in the last three years? Why not have two experts up on a stage and put on a show for two hours and let the the population watch it and make their own mind up? Or you know, even like the chemtrail theory, why not have experts go out onto a stage and debate on live TV and let the people decide for themselves? Or let's get the truth out there. That would you know be what the
2: I mean? highest-rated TV
1: show of all Oh time. yeah, it, that's it, a great it, idea. Well, it would be. And it would be huge. What's funny is the response from you know the the Hollywood knuckleheads is that oh that would be too hard. Hard.
2: that would be too depressing we can't do that or they would say i mean we but you can do that on the internet now right oh of course you yeah. can get on and see what do you think joe rogan is oh yeah, yeah. the same a, kind of thing exact same yeah. thing i mean and uh, yeah I think, or uh um what's his name um oh uh i know what you're talking about um now i don't
1: because <laughs> the british you know, guy yeah i know what you're talking about and i can't remember his name uh, oh. Le- uh lex Friedman.
2: No, Lex is good too. No, oh. no. Anyway, anyway, there's a lot of great content out there. And putting it in front of the people that are listening to the Saturday night drivel would be a great idea, though. Because yeah. those people, those people that are watching, you know, Britain's Got Talent and stuff probably aren't jumping on the internet to watch long, long form podcasts. You know, they're they're they might be on TikTok. It might be on Reels, something like that, but they're not they're not listening to Lex, they're not listening to us, they're not listening to Joe. You know, they're, 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 they're going, what's, you know, is that guy going to go through the the next round on bridge got talent? Yeah. So, which I,
1: yeah, I, I I would probably align with you and I wish that was, there was more of that. Um, but of course, you know, in America specifically, they, we have an uncontrollable urge to manipulate in one direction. So I don't know if that will ever happen, unfortunately.
2: Well, in lieu of being able to do that, doing what we're doing today is, I was, I was going to say the next best thing, but it's at least a thing in the right direction. Thanks for listening to the Wolf and Bull podcast with
1: your host, the Wolf and Bull. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all of the latest from the Wolf and Bull, you can tune in via our weekly episodes available on nearly every major listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Wolf and Bull. You can follow us on YouTube at The Wolf and Bull Podcast and at our website, thewolfenbowl.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.